What is up, everybody? Matt Swifty Perry here with the Leader Swift Podcast. Today, we have a great episode planned with Jenny Catron. Jenny leads her own organization where she coaches leaders and helps them grow and releases so much incredible content. We get into that a little bit in our conversation, but Jenny brings so many years of leadership wisdom into this conversation. I am really excited. If you love this episode, go ahead and share it with a friend. Click the subscribe button so that you do not miss any episode. Every single week, we are releasing an episode. So we want to make sure that goes straight into your inbox and you get that. So click subscribe, share this with a friend, and it always helps if you can leave us a five-star review and comment on wherever you are listening to this. Thank you for all of your support, and we're going to jump right into our conversation with Jenny Catron. What is up, everybody? I am here with Jenny Catron. Did I say your last name right, Jenny? You did. You did. All right. How is it going today? Uh, doing well. I'm uh, enjoying it. it. When we're recording this, we're finishing up a week. So I'm, you know, it's a late afternoon. I'm slowing down for the day. Uh, so anyway, so yeah, I'm doing great and excited to catch up with you today. That is awesome. I'm actually really, really excited about this episode because I really believe we need more women in leadership. Um, uh, and I'm really excited. You're actually the first female guest on this podcast. Oh, that's awesome. Um, well, thank you for yeah, having me. And I was like, I need, I want to really expose people to great women leaders around the country and around the world um, to really especially help those girls who are like, can I be a leader? And then they hear a, a great women leader and they feel inspired and that they can go do it. That's awesome. Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for making space for that. Cause it does, you know, it, it is a big deal to be able to see other women who are leading to give us the courage to keep showing up and bringing that gift to the table. So that's awesome. Thanks for that. Of course. Jenny, why don't you tell everybody if they're not familiar with you a little bit about who you are and your leadership journey? Sure, sure. So I um, actually started my career, if you will, like post-college in the music business in Nashville. I, you know, as a little girl, I always loved music. Um, I was super involved in our local church, but I didn't grow up in a church that had a lot of obvious roles for, uh, especially women to serve or to lead. And, and so I, um, I set my sights on the music business and wanted to work for a Christian record company. And so that's what I did. That was kind of the first part of my career. And then when I was in Nashville, my husband and I were a part of planting a church in Nashville, a church called Cross Point Church. And we were super involved, uh, just those good faithful volunteers that were there plugging away, helping, you know, get this new church planted. And then a few years in, the church was growing really rapidly and the elders and the lead pastor reached out to me and invited me to come on staff as executive director. And so um, I came on staff as the church was about 500 attendees and I was there on staff for another nine years and we grew to over 6,000 attendees at six locations and just a really remarkable opportunity to be on the front edge of a church that was growing really rapidly, was having remarkable influence in the city. And um, that was kind of, you know, just 
uh, leadership in the trenches, so to speak, because it was every season, it was growing, it was changing, the team was expanding. And my my passion for leadership was really birthed uh, very early on post-college in the music business days. But I would say the the real growth in my leadership happened in that work that I was doing inside of the local church. And so, uh, you know, just real time in the trenches, figuring out how do you lead well? And that really became my driving passion of, you know, when leaders are healthy and thriving, our teams are going to be healthy and thriving. And then our churches and our ministries or the organizations we serve are, uh, are going to be healthy as an overflow of the health of the, those leaders. And so that just kind of solidified me in me that passion for leadership. And that's been now I spend my days coaching um, executive leaders in churches, nonprofits, businesses, uh, and do a lot of team development stuff. So it's just the thread that's been woven through my life and a passion that's grown deeper every season. Yes, that is so good. I love that. I love what you said, helping leaders lead healthy. That's kind of like my biggest thing as I talk with leaders and meet with leaders. I'm like, we have a lot of great leaders, but oftentimes we don't have the healthiest leaders, especially in ministry, um, health within themselves, with their family. And and so really helping take care of the leader, I think, is so important. Um, Jenny, I know you speak a lot. And if you were in a room full of leaders and they asked you, uh, what is one way that I can lead better today? Uh, What what kind of advice would you give them? Oh, I love that question. Um, you know, I think it, there's a couple of things that really anchor my, what I would say are my, my philosophy of leadership. And probably the, the first thing I would tell you is what is to, to, to challenge you to ask the question, what is my philosophy of leadership? What do I really believe about leadership? Why do I want to lead? I think sometimes we get thrown into positions of leadership you know, or just aspire to positions of leadership without really asking ourselves those questions. And um, the reason I say that is because rather early on, I was probably in my early 20s, I kind of stumbled into the need to ask those questions um, because I frankly was a terrible leader. You know, it was like I was in, I had such ambition and desire to succeed that I was making leadership all about me. I thought it was, it was all about me rather than about the people that I served and I led. And I had a leader who looked at me and he said, Jenny, if you want to work with widgets, go work in a factory. But if you want to work with people, you're going to have to learn how to love them to lead them. And, you know, it seems really simple, especially for a lot of people who are in ministry listening to that. You're like, of course, you've got to love people to lead them. But really behind that was this, this conviction of what do I really believe about the role of leadership? Do I really believe that leadership is not about me? It's not for me. It's not for my success. It's not for me to climb the ladder. It's not for me to have the positions and the power. It's for me to serve and love others and to give others an opportunity to grow and use their gifts and accomplish the things that God has put on their heart. Do I realize that as a leader, my job is really to make way for others to come come as well. And, um, and so that, that conviction or that belief or philosophy of leadership, I think is a really important question for us to ask as leaders. And it's not a one-time ask. It's almost a daily like check-in. Okay. What do I believe about leadership? 
Why do I believe I've been given the opportunity to lead? And by the way, leadership, I, you know, Maxwell would say leadership is influence. And if you look at that word influence, it means the power to change or affect someone. And when you think about the fact that leadership really is the power to change or affect someone else, there's a sacredness to that responsibility that I think needs to drive how and why we lead. And so I would just challenge leaders, know your leadership philosophy, philosophy, know why you are leading, because there's going to be really great days in leadership and there are going to be really hard days in leadership. And if you don't have, if you don't have a really clear uh, philosophy, a clear why for your leadership, um, your leadership is likely going to go that unhealthy trajectory that we just were talking about a minute ago. And so I think a healthy leadership starts from a clear understanding of why do I want to lead? Yeah. And let's walk a little bit through that process with the next few minutes. Um, Somebody wants to create this leadership philosophy. Maybe they're a young leader just starting out. What are some ways they can kind of critically think through what they believe in leadership? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so I think, you know, it starts with just even asking yourself that question. And another way to look at it is to say, you know what, okay, who is somebody that I have influence with, you know, somebody that I'm leading in some capacity or another, what if I asked them, and maybe you could ask them, but you'd have to evaluate whether they would give you an honest answer. But if I asked them why they think I want to lead, what would that, what would that person say? You know, so it's kind of the what's it like to be on the other side of me question, you know, that ask somebody who is you are leading, you know, why do they why do you think I want to lead? Why do you think leadership is important to me? It's going to give you a little insight into how people experience your leadership, which is going to tell, you know, our behavior tells us a lot about what we value. Um, So we can say we value things. We can say we value leadership. We can say we value servant leadership. But if our behaviors don't reflect that, it's not actually true. And so, you know, so where you can prod and ask people around you, you know, what do they see in your leadership and what do they believe? What do they think you, why do they think you want to lead? That's going to give you some insight. And then the other thing, and I would just say um, my, uh, so another layer of my philosophy of leadership is anchored right in the great commandment where Jesus tells us to love God and love others with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the book I wrote called the four dimensions of extraordinary leadership unpacked this thought in that right there in the great commandment, you know, we're supposed to love God and love others. That's the, the great commandment. And the second is love others as yourself. And if leadership really is about loving others, if we really believe it's an act of loving and serving others, then right there in the great commandment, we get a little bit of a formula because Jesus says to love God and love others with our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And when I look at those four things, heart, soul, mind, and strength in the context of leadership, what that says to me is that we have to love others, lead others with our heart, which is that relational side of us that's going to see people as humans, that's going to see people not as hogs in the grand machine to accomplish our goal, but at really as human beings who have gifts and talents that we have the privilege of helping draw out um, and allow them to use in our ministries or organizations. Um, soul is that spiritual side of us as leaders that that 
that our faith needs to inform our work, that it needs to be clear by our character and our integrity and our behavior that we are, we are seeking to be Christ-like. So how am I showing up as a leader with soul? Mind is that strategic part of us that is building plans and processes and systems and strategies to help us accomplish the mission. And then I liken strength to vision because the Bible tells us that without vision, people perish. And so wow. we provide strength for, the, for those we lead when we are casting vision and helping them remember why we're doing what we're doing and why it matters so much. And so I, I gave you the overview in a really quick snippet, but the idea that, that when Jesus says, love God and love others with our heart, soul, mind, and strength, there's an implication that that's our whole being. And my conviction is that our whole self, our whole being needs to show up when we're leading others. That's when they're going to get our best. And in turn, that's when God's going to get our best. And so that's, that's just another layer of my philosophy of leadership, which really grounds what I'm doing day to day and saying, you know what, am I showing up with heart? Am I showing up with soul? And am I showing up with mind? And am I showing up with strength? And if I'm, if I'm filtering my actions as a leader through those four dimensions, I think I stand a better chance of leading in a healthy way. Yeah, that is so good. I was taking notes that whole time because that was just really, <laughs> really good stuff. Thank you so much, Jenny, for for jumping on and sharing that. That was and and people can find more of what you were saying in your book. Yes, yeah the um, the book is called The Four Dimensions of Extraordinary Leadership. You can find it on Amazon or wherever you buy books. Um, and uh, yeah, and so I you know I unpack those four dimensions. I tell lots of stories about how I got uh, them wrong a lot and just what I've learned through the process. And uh, there's a leadership assessment in there you can take and so forth. So you can check that out. And then my website is um, getforesight.com. The word get, the number four, and the word site.com. And there's a the free leadership assessment is there in the free tools section. Um, and so you can check out more stuff there as well. But yeah, thanks for having me on. Of course. Thank you so much. And where can they find you on social media if they wanted to follow just more of the things you're producing? Yeah, yeah. I'm just Jenny Catherine on social media. So it's Jenny with an I-C-A-T-R-O-N. And uh, pretty much on all the social media platforms, that's how you can find me. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you. This was fun. Appreciate the conversation. 